What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Finding Hope podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Bundy. If you are looking for a community, a sisterhood, people to grow with and do life with and have a biblical perspective and feel encouraged in the things that you believe and feel so real and true, then you are in the perfect place. And I'm so happy you are a part of this community. If you are a new listener or even returning, just a reminder that a new episode drops every Wednesday on all streaming platforms, including YouTube. And I'm always posting on my social media at the Finding Hope podcast, engaging with you guys over there, asking you questions, responding to you, and really getting to actually interact and communicate together. So if you have not messaged me or followed me and have responded to some polls, make sure you do that so we can become friends and grow a relationship together. Sorry, my dog is obsessed with me right now and can't stop giving me or the mic kisses. (laughs) Okay, you guys, before we dive deep into this episode, can I just say that, oh my gosh, it has been almost a year of us building this together and of God working in this. It's just crazy. I was looking at my calendar, kind of planning, strategizing on and on. And I was so surprised that, wow, it's been a year almost in a week or two. I think it will have been a year that we've shown up, we've listened, we've put in the work, we've seen God move. And that's just so amazing. And I cannot wait for season two, you guys. I'm so beyond excited. And literally, like, message me, please, because you have no idea. I actually, I read every single message and every single comment. And I will say, I do apologize because my response rate can, sometimes it's immediate and I respond to you in two minutes. Other times, it might be two months until you hear back from me. But I do really love seeing what you guys have to say and it's so helpful because I want to know what you guys are going through and what you're needing encouragement in, needing strength in. And I know for me, there's so many times where I'll scroll through podcasts and I'll know, oh, I really just need to hear something on this topic or I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with a breakup and I just really want to find something to speak into that. And when I'm able to, it is so helpful. So know that you have such a direct line and let me know whatever it is that you would love some advice on, questions answered, whatever you're going through because we're building this together for God and his kingdom and to strengthen one another and learn what he has for us. So it doesn't happen alone. It does happen together. And I love that you guys do engage and I want you to always continue to. So to dive right into this episode, it is all going to be on bullying, on gaslighting, on abuse, on all of these things that we go through and how do we as Christians deal with it and respond to it and have God's grace and love, but also not be beaten down and wrecked and suffering through it. Matthew 5, 38 through 39 says, But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. You guys, this is the verse that we are just going to fully let lead this entire episode because 
I don't know about you, but if you've grown up in the church or if you've heard this verse before, a lot of times it is talked about in the way that, well, when things go wrong, when someone does wrong to you, when someone gossips about you, when someone steals from you, when someone yells at you, all of these things that it's basically saying, well, turn the other cheek and let them do it. And I just don't think that's what this verse means. And I really, really have heard this verse so much. And it, in the ways it has been interpreted, or we may have viewed it, I just have not felt like that's God's heart. I don't feel like that's Jesus's heart. I don't feel like that is how Jesus even lived. And so this verse really just kind of came into my mind when I was prepping for planning episodes and I wanted to really dive into this and what it looks like and do a bunch of research on it and get clarity. I was really thinking, God, give me clarity on this because it doesn't seem right and it doesn't seem just for us to just let ourselves continuously be abused. And in marriages or in relationships, I know there can be so much toxicity. There can be so much abuse that goes on at school, on social media. People bully you left and right with what they say, with what they do, with how they treat you. And I just genuinely don't think that God wants us to just let ourselves suffer in a way that makes us feel beneath them and feel like they have this power over us and we're just submissive to whatever they're going to do to us. And the reason I don't think that is because the Lord says that our body is a temple and our mind is a part of our body. And the things that wreck us mentally and in the ways that our mind is so torn down and our heart and mind are torn down, our heart and mind are part of our body. And if we are called to treat our body as if it is a temple, then there's no way that we should just be okay with being torn down in our hearts and minds through the way others treat us and react to us and respond to us and just turn the other cheek and let it continue to happen to us. So we're really, really exploring a whole lot of things today. And oh, I'm just so passionate about this because I've seen so many people get wrecked. I've been wrecked left and right by living in a way where I was just taking on things that I did not need to take on. And I was going about it in a way that I thought was godly and honoring to the Lord, when in reality I was actually abandoning myself. And I know that's not what the Lord wants for me or for you or for anyone we know. (laughs) As I was doing research for this episode all around this verse, I looked up a bunch of things. I was reading other scriptures. I was really praying about it, seeking this clarity. And one thing that just really stood out to me and made this be way more digestible and understandable and see it from a different perspective was at that time in history, I learned that If you were in the position where someone was going to slap you on the cheek, you were beneath them and you were a slave, you were a servant, you were a prisoner, you did not have authority, your voice was not heard, 
you were not in a position of authority or even in a position to have a voice for yourself. You were beneath them. And so if you were in that position, that was a place where somebody could slap you. And that's just what it was. You were not equal with them. And so really, I learned that the analogy of if someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. What that is doing is essentially saying that being in the position where someone is going to hit you, it is saying you're beneath them in a way. And you don't necessarily have this power to defend yourself. Because back in those times, the servants, the slaves, the prostitutes, whatever it was, the people that did not have a voice, they did not have authority within them because of their ranking. It did not matter. When they were getting hit, it's not because it was their choice. They really didn't have any means to defend themselves. They were in a position where somebody else had that power over them and they could not fight back in a way. And so the whole idea of turn to them the other cheek also is saying and giving a representation of now I'm no longer beneath you. You no longer are doing this because I cannot stop you, but actually I'm standing up. I'm level with you. I'm equal with you. And instead of being powerless in where I was, in the ways you spoke to me, in the things you commented on my post, in the ways you treated me, I'm actually now in a place of authority where I can have the same authority over you that you once had over me, but instead of fighting back, I'm just showing this is my choice to stand my ground I'm stepping into this, standing up for myself, not because you have a stronger voice, not because your voice matters more, not because you have power over me and you can control this situation and you can control me, but rather I have equal authority, I have the equal power, I have equal say, I do have a voice, and instead of using what I have, to fight back and to slap you or to defend myself. I'm going to represent that I actually don't need to defend me because I have Christ that defends me. I actually don't need to argue with you because I know my truth through the Lord and I can accept it, take it on, and walk away from it. I don't need to come back swinging And I also don't need to sit in a place of constant abuse where I feel powerless and they feel powerful, but I'm on the same level. We have the same amount of authority. Let's say you're in a controlling relationship and you say, hey, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends. We've planned this. I'm giving you a heads up. Just wanted to let you know. And your partner responds, in anger, reaction, in yelling at you, in giving you the silent treatment, in making you feel guilty for what you have decided to do. So turning the other cheek is not letting 
him respond in that way or letting her respond in that way and taking that on and showing that they have the power over you and you go, okay, uh, that's fine. I won't go. That's not turning the other cheek. That's actually staying right where you were and not standing up for yourself. That is actually not godly. That's not what God is saying because God has given us a voice and given us authority. And so by us just staying there and letting ourselves be controlled by someone who is not the creator, who is not our father in heaven, then we are actually letting them be the Lord over our life and not God. Turning the other cheek in that scenario would look like you get that response, you get the reaction, you get the yelling, the screaming, the silent treatment, whatever it is. And you just respond with, okay, I understand. I'm going to go out with my girlfriends. That's all. And you move on from that. And it's basically saying, okay, you can throw these punches at me. I don't need to punch back and explain all the reasons why what you're saying isn't right and how you're being controlling and why I should be able to go out and have fun with my girlfriends and you always get mad at me and you never let me do what I want. That's not responding with turning the other cheek. You don't need to explain. You don't need to defend. You don't even need to seek an apology for the ways they're treating you. Turning the other cheek is letting them react, letting them say all they want to say. And then you say, okay, well, I still have an authority. I still have my voice. The ideas in my I had in my head before, the plans that I've already made, they're not changing because of what you think. You don't have that control and that power over me. I'm still going to do that. And that's it. And you exit the situation. Turning the other cheek is not being a punching bag. Because when you are a punching bag, it's being seen as someone with less validity and value in who they are and what they say. Instead of being frail and weak, where you have no option to fight back, turning your cheek is saying, I am strong, I can fight back, but I'm choosing not to. This is where knowing your identity in Christ and loving yourself in the ways that you are confident in who he is and who he's created you to be and your worth and your value is so pivotal because it gives you that ground to stand on when it comes to treating your body as a temple and recognizing, hey, my mind and my heart are part of my body. And whether someone is physically hitting you or with their words and with their comments or with the way they exclude you, they're hurting your heart and your mind. It is not something that we were just meant to let continuously happen and never stand up for ourselves. Yet instead, we are called to treat our heart, our mind, our body as a temple. And if the temple is always being beaten and broken down, at one point, it's going to fall. It's going to crumble. And so turning the other cheek is not letting us continuously be beaten down and crumbling and hurting and causing all of these wounds and cracks in the walls that help our temple to stand. No, it's just essentially being in the position of having a voice, having authority and choosing that 
I'm going to allow this to happen. Not because you have the power over me, not because you have the control over me, but I'm choosing to accept this behavior, this temper, this comment, the way you exclude me and swallow that pill. No, I'm above that. No, my identity's in him. No, I don't need to fight back. No, I don't need to explain myself or defend anything and walk away peacefully from it. Standing up is actually more loving than fighting back. You can let the punches roll off of you because you know that they don't define you. You can use your voice to speak truth in love instead of fighting back. Something that I've seen and I've noticed and I've realized over time, soon the person fighting you will realize there is no longer a reason to fight when their opponent is standing unharmed and they notice all they've done is exhaust themselves. What I mean by that is when you look at fighters, when there's a boxing match, when there's anything, and you see this big fight scene, if only one person is fighting and is throwing every punch and is using every ounce of their muscles, their energy, their mental energy and just going at it and constantly trying to beat someone down. And let's say the other person is standing there covered in armor, not even getting scratched, not sinking lower, just staying exactly the way they were, unharmed, untouched, unfazed. Eventually that person that's constantly beating them is going to get tired and realize This actually isn't fun. No one's fighting back and I'm not winning. Nothing's happening. And that gets boring and that gets old. And then you realize this is actually exhausting. I've not only not won this fight, but I've actually lost so much of my own energy, time, everything in the process of trying to fight when there was no one fighting back and no one even got harmed. It takes two people to fight. And when you belittle yourself and let them abuse you, you allow them to continue to win. And so instead of standing there with that armor on and standing unharmed and untouched, when you continuously take on that abuse, you continuously get punched in ways that knock you down, then you are in a way letting them continue to want to fight and continue to have this energy to constantly attack you because they have proof that, oh, I actually do get to control that person. I do get to have a say over what they do. I do get to hurt them and harm them in ways. And I know that they go home and they cry after they read what I've written about them, after they hear the rumors I've spread about them. I know it affects them and therefore I'm getting satisfaction. But when you stand unharmed and unwilling to fight back, but rather you are rock solid and untouched no matter how many punches they throw, Eventually, they're going to realize they are losing and it isn't even a battle they want to fight. Matthew 5, says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So taking this a step further of not just, okay, I'm not going to fight back. I want to encourage you that pray for these people. I don't know about you, friends, but I will get some comments sometimes that really just wreck me to the core and it's so funny because 
the little insecurities that I might have about myself or the things I do, it's so wild that those will be what people will comment on. And I've gotten some vicious comments and I've even had, I had this one guy, it was insane. He literally, not only did he comment on so many of my posts, absolutely horrible, vulgar things, but he emailed me multiple times writing these emails of how awful I was and going nonstop just destroying my character, who I am, my femininity. He really laid into me. And it was so funny too because he's a children's book author. And it just, it made me laugh. It truly made me laugh. And don't, don't even bother trying to find this guy because he's blocked on everything. But my point with this is I'll get these things and whether they are in my life face-to-face, whether they're online, it doesn't matter. And when I first get these responses, my initial reaction is very human. It's not godly. It's usually very human. And I see it and I'm upset and I kind of, get annoyed in the ways that I just want to respond back and be like, you don't know me at all. You have no idea what you're talking about. This is probably something you struggle with yourself. I I just kind of want to fight back. I want to defend myself and be like, that's actually not true. I actually don't have a perfect life or I don't do this or all these things that you just said about me. None of it's true. And this is why I know myself and I can have this reaction initially where I want to respond in a way to defend and explain myself and then the Holy Spirit works in my heart after about 10 to 30 seconds of me kind of having these thoughts and he gives me the grace to remind me hey God's extended you so much grace it does not matter what anyone has said about you how anyone's treated you they are clearly hurt And they actually need love way more than you do right now. And they actually need hope and a savior so much more than you could ever imagine. And the fact that they're saying these things to you is an opportunity to totally catch them off guard, to totally surprise them and respond in a way where they actually feel heard and loved and prayed for and cared for. And you guys, when I have listened to that prompting from the Holy Spirit, because there have been comments that I get where I have not blocked them. Um, They're just mean. And I'll get really mean comments. Or people in my life will say stuff. I get excluded from so many things. There was once a time in my life where my own roommates were going out and doing so many things and texting one another, making sure I would not be invited and making sure I would not be there and just really isolating me in ways. But with these comments, it's crazy because I've really seen, I've really seen God in a different way when I've been able to not just turn the other cheek and not respond or not take that on, but when I've actually been able to love them and pray for them and when I'm persecuted it's not easy but it is so powerful and sometimes I've responded to comments that have been really harsh and I respond in a way where I 
do not let any of that affect me or who I am and my identity. I don't even think twice about it. I pray and I say, God, give me the words that you want them to hear. And when I respond back in a way that is so full of grace and love, they either, one, delete their comment that they initially said, or they respond back and they apologize to me and kind of open up a conversation of actually, yeah, that was, that was pretty uncalled for. You're right. I'm sorry. And thank you for saying that. That meant a lot. And it's so wild because had I gone the other route where I fought back or I let them have this authority over me and they felt like they could just say whatever to me and it didn't matter and belittle me, I would have never had that opportunity to extend God's grace and to say, I actually stand on such a firm foundation and I am rock solid. I am untouchable. I'm filled and covered with God's armor that no matter how many punches you're throwing at me, I'm unfazed. I actually can just extend some grace and love to you. It is probably one of the most powerful and transformative things you can do. Proverbs 8, 2 says, Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in hearing their own opinions. You guys, oh my gosh, Proverbs just hits so deep and cuts to the core. This verse would have saved me years, months, hours of mental torment and exhaustion had I just listened to it and read it at the time that I needed to hear it. I will have a tendency in the past, God's really worked in me in this way because I used to really have a issue with people pleasing and I didn't feel like my voice was heard and I always felt the need to defend myself and when my heart or my actions were being misinterpreted and misunderstood, I would feel from the other person that I had to explain. And this verse, I really, I really just find to be such a firm foundation for me to stand on in my life when I've put it into practice because there's a difference of having relationships, having teachers, having friends where you can have conversations and they are wise and they're hard conversations to have, but they still have humility and they know that they don't know all of the answers and they do find enjoyment in learning and growing and being called out in ways and at times. And I've experienced this with family or friends where I might bring something up and it might go horribly in the moment, but an hour or two later or a day later, we come back and we talk and we're able to see each other's perspective and we actually are so thankful that it was brought up and we are able to move and press forward and there's an understanding. But then there are people that are very self-absorbed or are narcissistic or are toxic and they don't know how to see things from a perspective that is not theirs and this verse provided just such validity in how I had felt for so long because it reassured me that hey God's word actually says 
Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in hearing their own opinions. And there were so many times in my life, so many countless conversations I would have where I would go on for hours trying to communicate and trying to get them to understand, trying to feel heard or just not even that, but just simply to see it from how I experienced it. And I realized with certain people, it's an ongoing losing battle and it's not even a battle worth fighting. It is not one to even use that energy to explain because when they do not find joy and hope and wisdom in being able to see things from another perspective and to learn and to grow and they only will ever like hearing their opinions confirmed it truly is a losing battle and if you have people in your life that you notice they only ever accept what confirms how they think and how they see things and believe things to be true then I feel like those are very dangerous people because our thoughts and opinions are truly thoughts and opinions. And if they are so set in stone in ways where they cannot see things from another perspective, no matter how much you try to reason with someone, they will never be happy because they delight in their own thoughts and their opinions. And I know this can happen a lot in friendships, in relationships. Usually these things happen when there's a very close dynamic between people and with family it can most definitely happen, whether that's a parent in your life, whether it's a teacher, whether it's your best friend. When people are not able to self-reflect and to look at things in a way that their heart is open to conviction, it's really an ongoing, never-ending battle. And with those people, I think this verse is just so well mixed because this one says fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in hearing their own opinions and the first verse of this podcast was but I tell you do not resist an evil person if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn to them the other cheek also and I think this all just kind of goes back to do not try to fight back or explain yourself to people that are never going to understand and by turning the other cheek You are just saying, I'm untouched. You do not have this say over me and you cannot continuously beat me down and get the reaction because I am now on the ground because you've beat me so low and I keep letting you and turning my cheek to you. But it's saying, stand up for yourself. Do not try to explain yourself. People will not always understand. Yet show them that you are choosing to listen and walk away from it and you don't need to fight back setting the boundary when there are tantrums and you resist the desire to fight back is going to be game-changing so friends oh my gosh thank you so much for listening and unpacking this with me and I hope that this provided clarity for you because I am such a person all about taking action yet believing for something so much more And I know the word hope can kind of get a negative connotation because when people think of the word hope, they think you just sit and you believe the best for things and you do nothing. 
And I really want to encourage you this entire podcast, finding hope, the entire desire behind it, meaning behind it, purpose behind it was that our minds are so dead set on believing for more and experiencing a life that we could never even dream of. It is so good and great and incredible, but we're not just believing for this. We're actually doing things to get us there. And I'm all about taking action. And sometimes the action is standing up for yourself. Sometimes the action is being in a place of authority where your voice matters. Sometimes the action is self-reflecting if you're the one doing these things. But hope, to be hopeful and for hope to be as powerful as it is, actions have to follow it. And I'm just so thankful that you guys are here and you are listening. And I really am just praying over you that these words sit and rest in your hearts and minds in a way that is transforming you every single day and is strengthening you and encouraging you and providing so much opportunity and insight into areas that you can step into with action and be able to constantly believe there is something so much greater. So I love you all and I cannot wait to connect with you and continue this as it's growing. If you have not already, please leave me a review on whatever way you listen to the podcast. I would love if you could rate the podcast, rate the episodes, leave me reviews. You guys, it is so, so, so special when you do and it truly means the world. I'm not just saying that. Like, honestly, I mean that to my core. So I love you all and I will talk to you next week. Bye.